What's up, everybody? This is Storm Batiste. And this is BA. And welcome back to another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black, skinny, or fat. These are the facts and everything that we think every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investment, dating, and everything else in between. So, as y'all can see, Made Man has taken the next step in the evolution of podcasting. We are now visual. So, y'all can see the people y'all been hearing all this time. Uh, 38 episodes in. So this is this is kind of cool. Yeah, it's different. You know, quarantine. You know, you gotta you gotta evolve. You gotta change. You gotta grow with the times. Most definitely. But um, I just want to start off by saying we look rough, and it's okay. We've been in the quarantine. It's as manly as it get right now. But anyway, um, we are really super excited about today because we have uh somebody really really special on the podcast today um jenna you want to introduce yourself hi everyone my name is jana gelstrap um my brand name is miss jana yvonne so you can find me at that handle on all platforms um but i'm going to be i guess a special guest on made men podcast i guess i'm a made woman um so i'm Mm. really excited to add a new perspective um to today's topic i have no idea what it's going to be so we are going straight off the cuff and um, i'm just really excited to be a guest on the show thank you for telling this gonna be a good episode man i can tell already cool man well we are um super excited to have you on the podcast today um we're in the middle of quarantine right now so i figured what better time uh, than to take Nate man to the next level than now when everybody is tuned in so heavily to Instagram to podcasting and everything everything in the above so um I guess um to kind of start off you kind of introduced yourself just a little bit but let's go a little bit deeper because I know for a fact that you do some very impressive stuff this is she said a made woman and she kind of just threw it in there and it was cool and all but she really is a made woman like she's doing a lot of very dope shit like in your field of work I know you're self-employed right now and you're making the damn thing happen so can you just kind of like I guess touch on that a little bit all right and and real quick real quick real quick she has been the first woman on the podcast that has been self-proclaimed a made woman I just want to make note of that like it's history so I did peep that just saying (laughs) Well, hopefully I can back it up. Um, but yeah, just a little bit about me. I, um, I am an entrepreneur. Um, I started my business in 2017. Um, I got it um, officialized by getting my LLC in 2019. Um, so don't wait if you do have a business and you're waiting on getting your LLC. There's no better time to get it than the present. Um, but I, um, work in fashion. I have my own clothing line. Um, I actually started sewing when I was 10 years old, um, and just kind of been going from there. It was a hobby. Um, and it just blossomed into a career. Um, I worked in retail from the bottom up, um, everything from being a sales associate. And then I worked my way up into corporate as an assistant buyer. Um, I realized corporate life wasn't really for me. Um, I wanted to kind of do my own thing and be my own boss. And um, so, yeah, so I decided to branch hey, out. And beautiful right there. I love it. Started branch out and um, I started my business. Um, I was just doing, you know, a lot of different pieces. Um, I say that, you know, my line is very casual looks 
wear. Um, so it's very comfortable, but it's made with like luxurious fabric. So you can wear it out to like a brunch or a day party or something like that kind of vibe. Um, I design for people like myself who always want to, you know, look good or like shut the scene down. And um, so that's kind of my audience. Um, and then I recently started a collegiate um, line, which is um, kind of a part, a capsule collection of my entire co uh, clothing line. And that's actually been the bread and butter of my business, um, surprisingly. And um, that started last fall. Um, and it's basically tailored to um, anyone who's in college, an alum, um, Greek, who you name it. Um, and so um, that's kind of um, been the bulk of my business recently. And it's been really exciting to see that grow and develop. Um, and then I also, um, because, you know, as much as I love to, you know, to my own horn and say I'm self-employed, it's always great to have backup income when you have slow weeks, slow months, you never know what's going to happen. So um, with that being said, I also have a part-time job um, working um, for a tech startup and I do their events and community outreach. Wow. Okay. So this the jack of all trades. Um, so... <laughs> I think that's really important. I'm glad you said that because um, as an entrepreneur myself, like, you know, I think that it is something to be said about even taking that step as to starting your own business, doing your own thing. But you also added in, like, you know how that backup income is really important. Like, it's okay to work that little part-time job, that little nine to five, um, just to make sure you're supporting yourself. So I think that's a really important um, aspect to being an entrepreneur until you're ready to fully be that, uh, be an entrepreneur and run your own business on your own. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yo, I just yeah. think it's like, I think it's really dope. Um, you know, first of all, just that you are an entrepreneur and it sounds like obviously, I mean, you really bought into what you are doing. Obviously you've been supporting yourself doing it. Um, mm -hmm. You started at a very young age, 10 years old. I don't even what was I doing at 10 years old? I definitely wasn't thinking about like nothing that might, you know, be really, really great in my future. So that's really cool that you stuck with what you were just kind of having fun. Maybe it was a hobby at first and now it turned into something that you are actually monetizing. And so that's like a huge thing. Not only are you an entrepreneur and you're young, but you're also a young woman and you also live in New York City, which is one of the, you know, what they say, the hardest places in the world to live in and you thriving and you're doing the damn thing. So, uh, major accolades to you uh that's a beautiful thing so um that's it's just really exciting to kind of just you know have somebody like you uh, that we can kind of sit here and listen to um learn from made men podcast we learned from a made woman today so we're gonna flip the script a little bit it looks like okay so uh you want to go ahead and uh, run into this this quarter today i know we like to start the episodes with a quarter today just to kind of get the brain juices flowing a little bit so i got the quote y'all ready ready so the quote of the day is going to be, it's a man's job to respect women, but it's a woman's job to give him something to respect. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That sounds really hotepy to me. I don't know why. Hotepish-ish. <laughs> hotepy, hotepish, whichever one sounds better. I mean, as hotepy as it sounds, well, okay. Let me say this. You should respect all women, period. Like, I feel like you should respect everybody, like, in general. Mm -hmm. But in terms of probably, I guess, what this quote is alluding to, yes, as a woman, you know, you do have to give respect in order to get it. So mm -hmm. I 
I don't disagree with the quote. I think it may have a, some little gray areas, but um, but I think that you know it's it has some value as well. Yeah, um, I can I can go off that. Like I I think I can't. I think just the way the quote sounds, it could seem a little bit like you know men rule the world or whatever. Like I think that we just live in a society right. where like you know. Anytime a man asking for anything for the most part or expecting anything, like it could be seen as like, you know, like y'all run the world already. So like what what y'all asking for more for? But I think that the way the quote is written, it makes sense. Like on a basic human level, like in order to get respect, you gotta give it, like straight up. So even when it comes to it should be the same situation, vice versa, like as a man. Like, yeah. like if a man like wants respect. Like he needs to give it first. So I agree with the quote. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of go off of what you were saying. I do agree with the quote um, because there's a lot of women that don't respect themselves out here, but they demand respect from you um, and you respect yourself. So I just like to keep it on an equal playing field. I respect myself, you respect myself, we respect each other. So when but, you say a lot, what do you mean? When you say a lot, because David, talk about that a little bit. What you mean a lot? Like if you could put a percentage on it, like that's very vague. What you mean? What you trying to say? Well, I mean, you know, B.A., I can only speak from my experience, right? Okay, okay. Hey, speak so, on it then. Man. Hey, man, look, so from my experience, you know, being a, a Alabama man in the big city of New York, there's a lot of women up here that I, I really don't feel respect themselves, but they require it. Uh, from you and so once I see that you don't respect yourself um then I'm just going I'm gonna meet you where you are I'm not gonna you know give you more respect than you've given yourself um okay. what do I probably what do y'all what do I mean by women that don't respect themselves that's what I'm gonna get at. what is not respecting yourself look like yep I'll, I'll take the first shot um I mean, I think just at a, like, just a communication level, like, if I ever was to, you know, approach a woman and, like, let's say, like, she acted in a way to where she was, like, felt like she was too good, right? And just kind of, like, you know, maybe brush me off. Like, I could take rejection, but if you, like, take it to a level to where, like, you know, like, I don't mess with broke dudes or, you know, like, I don't, I don't do this, I don't do that, like, I don't even mess with dudes like you. That's disrespect. So how do you expect me to give you that respect in the in in uh, in the same way? So well, I mean, like it sounds like she respects herself. She just don't really respect you. You, right? That's I, what I was hearing. I was like, wait. I don't. I feel like in my approach, like I didn't give off anything to say. Like you know, I feel like I'm on this level, and like you need to like respect me. Like I feel like off the conversation in the situation that it was in, it was just like. She 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 came from it from a perspective of like no broke dudes over here and like I didn't even say nothing to her. I didn't even I really just tried to introduce myself tried to talk to her but she came over from like you know like I already can look at you and see like yo you ain't got enough money to even deal with me and it's just like where did that come from I don't even know what I did yo I got so many other questions off of that that just kind of just spun up in my mind but I'm I'm gonna try to stick to the topic um. So what do I think of when I think of a woman that doesn't respect herself? I think of a woman that doesn't really respect herself is a people pleaser. Um, somebody that's always trying to please other people because they feel like their normal self is just not good enough. 
Like, I hate that. Like, and I know, I know what it's like because I've been that person before. I've definitely been that person that's changed who I was, made myself uncomfortable to make somebody else comfortable. And it's, it's not as hard to do as you would think, but it actually, you know, makes you respect yourself a little bit less because you really, you, you start to think, oh, well, maybe the authentic regular me is just not good enough to fit in with this group of people. So when I see women do that, I see a woman treat me a certain way. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just me and her and we're cool. Like we're here. But then when we go out in public or when she go around her friends or when she go around certain people, she starts acting like differently and treat me a little bit differently too. It starts to make me look at her like a little bit different. Like, okay, um, you know, that's, that's cool. But like, are you, are you confident? Are you a little insecure? Like, do you respect like the person that you are or do you feel like that person is not good enough to, to, to be that same person around everybody that you're around? Mm. Interesting. I accept I mean, that answer. <laughs> you accept that answer. The maid woman has accepted the answer. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, yeah, that was just a little quote of the day. Um, kind of get you thinking a little bit. But yo, so I want to dive back into um, your career a little bit more. My question is more so, um, and just a little bit more, like for an understanding of people, like, cause you're in the design field, right? You said sewing. So I'm assuming you design a lot of top tier, really dope shit, like maybe clothes. Um, I don't know anything outside of that, but I know me and you've had conversations where um, you said people are wearing your clothes. I know you always have orders that you have to rush out and things like that. So what would you say, I guess, up to this point has been your biggest accomplishment? Something maybe like a little brag or a slight brag, you know, on yourself that maybe you just don't talk about? So last year I was um, featured in Vogue Italia. Oh, so that was pretty right, cool. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the girl, you know, she was wearing one of my pieces and it was dope. It was um, listed as their photo of the day on, the, on their website. So um, that was pretty cool. And um, I, the other, big accomplishment that probably doesn't seem like a big accomplishment um, from surface level, but is me having an assistant. Um, okay. Yeah. So sewing is a lot. It's very tedious. It's very time consuming. Um, and me having my part-time job allows me to be able to employ somebody at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. But it, I just found out that it's, it's a lot better um, to have someone assisting you when you're doing that kind of work and just taking the additional time to work another job in order to support that because it makes a huge difference in how much you're able to produce. Cool. Cool. And was there like any inspiration, anything behind like why you really just pursued this so heavily or was it just really like, I want to make money. I like to do this. this uh, no, not really. So I actually started out styling um, you know, working with different photographers, coming up with different like styling concepts for them, for their photo shoots, um, just for free for exposure. And, yeah. um, I actually, um, this is actually the story of how my company got started. So my best friend and I, we went to Oakland, California for a East African soccer tournament festival situation. And, um, there was a day party event and I made all of us these, outfits to wear to the day party um and they canceled the party that we were supposed to go to so i had 
all these outfits left over. I was living in Atlanta at the time. And so I took the outfits. I had one of my friends who's a photographer, you know, come out, shoot them for me, put them on Instagram. They sold in like a week. And so at that point I was like, okay, like I can actually do this. So then I was in between jobs at the time. And so I just had time to kind of go for it full force. Um, this was right before I got my um, buyer position in New York. So this is right before I relocated to New York. And so I had kind of got a feel for what it was like to work on my own before getting that job um, to the point where once I got that job, I thought that was my dream job. And then I realized that I actually enjoyed working for myself a lot more and I decided to pursue it. That's yeah. a lot of respect right there. Definitely. I appreciate it. Definitely. It's not easy. <laughs> Oh, I would never even, they need, that didn't even cross my mind. Like, easy, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, I just applaud anybody that pursues entrepreneurship. Like, it could seem like such a glamorous life, but I think that most of the time, like, people see the results of what you do. And, like, when you're able to be in vogue, it's like, you don't even know what I went through in order to get that. So it's just like, you know, it's it's not for everybody, but if you do it the right way, um you see like the value in it. And I think that, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, the way that I look at it is like, you know, it's another stream of revenue. And I think that, yes, it's a choice as far as if you want to be an entrepreneur, but it's also a choice if you just want to work a nine to five. It ain't fair to everybody. It's not. But the goal is really like to generate as many streams as income as possible. And I'm sure you're doing that as well. Like your interest does probably um it's probably in design but it's probably other things that you want to pursue pursue later on so you're going to start off in one area and that's going to be your passion that's what's going to be what you want to do but it's about like you have many different interests and they change over time and it's just like you want as much money as you can make just by doing what you want to do and doing what you're really passionate about agreed and i just want to be as transparent as possible since i have you guys platform um I feel like entrepreneurship is such a trend right now and like, please don't feed into it. Like if you know, if you want another stream of income, there's other ways to do it besides starting your own business. Um, so unless you have something you're super passionate about that you're willing to stay up till four or 5 AM in the morning or get cussed out by customers or deal with difficult vendors or whatever the case may be, please do not pursue entrepreneurship. Like, if you feel like you can't handle that kind of responsibility. Um, there are many other ways to generate income. Um, and then also, I just wanted to note that, you know, it wasn't just like some leap of faith. I actually got laid off from my job and um, I kind of saw that as my opportunity instead of running mm -hmm. to the next position mm -hmm. in corporate that I would be qualified for. I was like, you know what? This is what I know I'm good at. I'm gonna try and see how this works for a few months. And I was able to stay afloat. And so that's kind of how it translated into me running my own business. First of all, <laughs> I've been laid off too. Like I don't I don't like to admit that because like shit, I don't just I don't like to admit that I got fired. No one like, likes I got, you. What? I but unlike yourself, like I did run to another job. Like I have another corporate job right now. Obviously that's not the only thing that I do, but it's really easy to do that. Like, especially like you, you get pressed and you get nervous and you get scared. It's like, dang, I need to check. Like, I don't know if like what I really like doing is actually going to be able to turn into something. I don't know if I'm willing to take the chance. So like you got some big balls on you, girl. 
like <laughs> that's, that's a big move right there. Like entrepreneurship is not a joke. And like you said, a lot of people just want to jump into it, especially with this quarantine thing. Like everybody want to be their own boss and that's cool. Do it. But like, it's a level of seriousness that you have to have uh, in order to do that and a level of commitment and consistency uh, doing it. So I, I definitely understand what you mean. Let's go ahead and dive into the topic, man. Um, we got something special for you. I'm glad that you said all the stuff that you said, uh, just because this topic, I feel like everybody just can't answer this topic because everybody ain't this type of material. And so the topic that we're actually going to discuss today is going to be wifey material. Wifey material in the 21st century. All right. Mm. That's what we okay. talk about. You got, you got to be a little bit more specific than that. Like, we just can't talk about wifey material. I'm saying, like, you got to think about, like, our perception of what wifey material changes over time, our perception of what a husband changes over time. So it's just like, depending on what you're looking for, like, it's going to change. So we felt like you were the perfect person to talk to about it because I'm sure just being a woman, you go through a lot of different changes. You taste that men change, just your whole perspective on how relationships change. So we felt like being that you're so independent at this point in time, we felt like you would have a lot of perspective that you could bring to the table. So um, we'll, we'll make it a little easy for you. We'll just, um, we'll give you some stuff that may men just been kind of thinking about. Okay. And you can just give us your perspective on that and shit, we'll chime in too if, uh, if need be. So the first thing that I have for you is, first of all, when you hear the term or the words wifey material, like, what's your definition of that? Like, what do you think about when you hear the words wifey material? What does that even mean to you? So when I hear that, I immediately think of, okay, what type of guy is saying that sentence? Because <laughs> it's all subjective. <laughs> Like, that's immediately what I think of. Like, who's the one asking who's wifey material? Mm -hmm. So, um, but to be candid and kind of answer the question from a universal standpoint, I guess, um, it would just be someone who has a good head on their shoulders, ambitious, um, willing to be a wife, if you so may will like you know it, it really is kind of subjective what that entails based off the man who's very much so. saying that you're wifey mm -hmm. material okay and so is there anything specifically that you would say like a woman that considers a wifey material would have like is it just like can anybody be wifey material or is it like you got to work up to it's that level so hard to answer because it's like of course i feel like i'm wifey material but I guess I can ask, I can answer for myself. I will answer mm -hmm. for myself. I feel like I'm wifey material because I am independent. I can, you know, financially support myself. Um, I can also do all the things that a housewife, as you will, have to do or would need to do. So I can mm -hmm. cook, I can clean, you know, all these things. And, um, you know, I'm educated you know, and I'm super ambitious and well-traveled, you know, so these are the things that I feel like, you know, might make myself wifey material, but to some other guy, he might not want that. And that's fine. But I think that's what it comes down to. Like who's actually saying what's wifey material and what do they want? They might not want an ambitious independent girl. Fact. You know? That's true. So it's kind of, it's very subjective. 
Well, it's funny that you say that because it's definitely um, the things that you just named. Like, I think that's probably standard, like wifey material. But I guess like what I'm surprised that you didn't say was just like anything about emotion. Like you talked about the things that you can do. Like rather than talking about like what about emotional capacity? Hey, what about yeah, emotional Diego asked the hard question. Diego's gonna ask the hard question. It was just like, listen, I can do this, I've done this, I've done this. Here's what I could do for you. She's gonna but, finish that glass of wine by the end of this, bro. She's gonna finish it. I know she is. You didn't say anything about emotional capacity, emotional stability, like support, anything like that. Facts. You're right. I didn't. Um, that is also included. Um, but like I said, I didn't want to go too deep into detail about what that entails, but I do, I could say that I am emotional, uh, emotionally available. You know, um, I know some people aren't and that's why they choose to be single right now. Um, or they might come with a lot of baggage that they're not willing to talk about. Everyone comes with baggage, Jesus, but are you yes. willing to talk about it? Yeah. So I'm willing to talk about it. Are you willing, are you open to talk, like receiving it? You know? So it's, it's definitely, um, it's still kind of subjective as to like what that entails, but you know, if you, some guys don't care about the emotional part, like you went deep, deep, like some guys don't even ask, Oh, that's my preference. Yeah. That's my, you know, like, are you emotional? Like, are you soft spoken? Like, are you energetic? Like it comes, it all goes down to even personality. Like Mm -hmm. I'm very extroverted. I like to be out on the scene and I want my man to be on the scene with me. Some guys want a girl who's very low key, who, you know, doesn't really want to be on the scene. Who's not, you know, out there at every event. And that's not me. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, I'm maybe not, I might not be wifey material to someone in that capacity. So. so you said every woman is wifey material to somebody. <laughs> That's Honestly, possibly. Hmm. I don't know, B.A., do you agree with that statement? I think I got to agree with that because wifey material, the word itself is subjective. Like, everybody has their own standard of what they're looking for. Like, even with the question that I asked, like, that's that's important to me. And that's what I look for in wifey material. So I think that, yeah. It's super subjective. So in a sense, everybody's a wife to somebody. So because yeah. everybody know yeah. end up being I, a wife I to agree. everybody. I agree with you, BA. I, I strongly agree. Especially if you think of like you can even think geographically. Like women bred from the south are completely different from women bred from the north. But you say that. Say it. At the end of the day, they're gonna be attracted to someone or seen as attractive to someone and it might not be you know the person that's next door it could be someone in another state you know like so you could i feel like everyone could be wifey material i feel like i don't necessarily i want to say that to be inclusive but i don't want to say that to be exclusive because i don't want it to sound like you know, it's not like she don't want to piss somebody off by saying, like, oh. by giving her definitive reasoning behind it. Like, but look, at the end of the day, everybody ain't going to agree with you. So, I mean, if this is what you think and this is how you feel in this, look, me and you're going to see this, like, I'm going to be authentic with what I say. Like, it's not everybody's going to agree with it. Hell, sometimes I regret saying it, but I'm glad I said it at the end of the day because it's, you know what, it's really how I feel about these certain topics. 
and me and B.A. had conversations about this all the time. But B.A., since she's telling us, you know, about what she feels that, you know, wifey material is, this is a woman's perspective, which is why I value it so much. Let's tell her what the men, what do men think about when we, we think wifey material? So if you had to wipe somebody up, you was like, oh, yeah, that's wifey material. Why don't you go ahead and, you know, let her know what that actually means? Oh, yeah. So because I'm in a relationship, like I have a better understanding of what I want and what I need. So um, I would say like the first thing is, of course, like a, a, a relationship with God. Like that has been something that has really changed over time. Preach. Yeah, the person that um, the person that I'm with right now, like she actually got me back in the church. So like I didn't realize like that was something I actually needed in a relationship and needed in a in wife and wife. Another thing is, uh, I would say I'm somebody who is a deep thinker. Like me, I'm always going to have, I love intellectual conversations. I love deep conversations. So she was somebody who could really like stimulate my mind in a lot of different ways and also have me questioning versus like in the past, like I've dealt with women to where like they're very surface. So it's like the conversation always had a limit or it always had a ceiling to where it was just like, yeah, like it's nothing else we could talk about. Um, another a listener like that is some that is like big wifey material for me like not only just a listener but an active listener like somebody who can like if i'm throwing like a lot of stuff at you that can kind of synthesize it and say like yo this is what i mean this is what this is what it sounds like you're saying and then the other thing is just really like you know like somebody i can just have fun with like you know i ain't been nowhere for real like as far as like travel been around the united states but as far as um, the woman I'm with right now, like she has been all over the world. And it's just like, I look at that as like, you know, she has experience, like she done, she done seen, some, seen some shit. So it's just like, you know, I want to also experience that because she's also going to push me out of my comfort zone. And I think that's probably like the overarching view of like what that is. Like she's somebody who is always going to like challenge me, right? Cause I'm used to just getting my way. I'm used to things just going my way. I'm used to getting what I want. And she's the type to be like, no, nah, we not doing that. So somebody who can challenge me, not only just with the day to day things, but also just mentally in business. Like the thing is, it's crazy because even in business, like she doesn't even want to pursue the entrepreneurship route, but she's always questioning me, asking me hard questions about my business and things I need to be focusing on right now and actually identify opportunities. So whether it's emotionally, whether it's personally, whether it's business, she's always like really like there with me and always challenging me and forcing me to look outside of myself and getting outside of my comfort zone and trying new things. So yeah, like- God damn, I hope she hit this episode, bro. Cause I do too. Wow, like what a lucky girl to have someone yeah, so highly of her. Like I was messing with the hood rats back in the day, man. Hey, man. I, we all came from somewhere, man. No, I was just gonna say I think that's great. I think she has wonderful qualities, um, and I think those are qualities that do make a great wife for anybody. So, yeah, the way he painted the picture, shit. So, me, um, it's a little bit more difficult because I mean I'm I'm a little mixy, and I was I like to consider myself like very different than how I was growing up and a lot of people that grew up with me can attest to this like I'm a very different person than how I was 
like before wifey material for me was considered, I mean, maybe like a Megan the Stallion or something like that. You know, a nice body, okay personality, somebody I could tolerate, somebody I could show off to my friends, somebody if they could cook, that was a bonus. They had a deep conversation, which I wasn't expecting. I was like, damn, this is this is the best thing, you know, since sliced bread. Like it my standards were very different back then. And it was because I was young. I was a jet. I, I didn't know any better. I hadn't experienced anything. But since I moved to the city, god damn, I've experienced a lot. And it's changed me at the core. Um, in terms of what I look at as like being wifey material. And I'm a smart guy. I'm a Capricorn, so we very analytical thinkers. Brian knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah. So I'm already but, um, with you. I got, this, I got all this in my mind about what I think wifey material is, but um, I had to write it down just so I can make sure I ain't miss nothing, all right? So I'm just going to go ahead and read y'all well, a little something. <clears throat> okay, so what my, my, um, my definition of a wifey material would be it's somebody that's just mentally on the same page as I am in the same level. Like it's it's different for everybody, but I need somebody that's gonna be able to meet me here. Like, like you said, intellectually, I love to have intellectual conversations. I love somebody that can like pique my interest, somebody that can make me think outside of uh, my normal way of thinking, somebody that's ambitious. I'm um and I like to say that the Capricorns, it's just some trait that we care. We ambitious, like we love to reach for the stars, hopefully land in the clouds. So I'm always looking for something new that I can do right now. I have my feet in so many pots right now. Like it's hard to like focus on which one that I want to like focus on the most. You know, obviously the podcast is really important to me, which is why um, we're still doing this, the evolution of the podcast, like I just told y'all. So I'm always looking for something new. So I need somebody to kind of match my ambition. Somebody that's doing their own thing or maybe somebody that can like help me do my own thing or like at least believe in me. Um, somebody that's supportive, but at the same time really stern. So the way that I'm set up is um I don't know if y'all know like about the love languages, but um it's a book that I read. I read it twice actually because it just it really spoke to me. And it's a lot of y'all motherfuckers that take the test and then read the book. But if you have to read the book to really get the full understanding of what love languages mean, I'll tell y'all my love languages are physical touch and words of affirmation. And this is kind of selfish, but I require that from anybody that I am pursuing on a serious level. And I need that that wifey material to be able to be on that same level with me as well. I, um, I come from a very different and diverse background. My uh, stepdad is white. My mom is black, obviously. Um, but I come from a very mixed family. And so I need somebody that can adapt. And then um, obviously somebody that just wants like similar stuff in life is me. And so that's kind of what I look at as like wifey material. And I think that the thing about it is, though, I think that you want a lot. But when you actually like find it, you'll be surprised like how many things that you're asking for that you don't really need. Like that's what I've realized in my relationship. Like, you know, you have this laundry list of things that you want within the individual, but when you come across like the right person or the person you feel like is right for you, you realize like I didn't need every single little thing that I wanted on that list. Like I just it was, it's actually some things that they bought, they bought to my attention that I needed a little bit more of. And kind of what I noticed too, and I hate saying this because it made me sound like a bird. I, uh, I've realized uh, in my experience that sometimes you meet people that uh, are exceptions to the rules. 
like you have these lists, you had this list of rules, you know, like X, Y, Z, A, B, C, like this is what they had to have. And you meet somebody that don't even meet like half the things that you had out, but you just really like this person. And well, so- Well, you made one with the list. Yeah, I mean, I got a list. It's like a, a list, you know, like I say it because it sounds good and it's really what I would look for and aspire for. But I mean, like B.A. said, nine times out of 10, I ain't got half of that shit. Like, and sometimes I'm just like, okay with it, even though I had like this, big, this, this list that I've created. I think one thing though that you did say that I think is important is the love language. Um, and I didn't want to like brush by it cause it is so important. Um, I think that you also have to get to know what your partner's love language is because they can adapt to you and they can, you know, make sure that you receive love in the way that you want to receive it. But you also have to make sure that you're giving love because I know I give love to people differently than how I want to receive love. Like my top two love language, love languages are words of affirmation and quality time. But the way that I like to show love to other people is through acts of service. I love to do something for you. Like, whether it be cooking or, you know, something nice or something pertaining to your job, like anything of that nature. I'm trying to think outside the box and trying to do something actionable to show that I, I love you. So. Exactly. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I feel like nine times out of 10, you won't meet a person that has the same love languages. Nine times out of 10. Correct. No, definitely not. That person, if you really care. When a dude says, Oh, she wifey material. Like, what what runs through your mind when they say that? Like, what do you think they think about in the twenty? Like, right now in this day and age, what what do you feel like like is going through their mind? They're probably thinking, oh, she's bad as hell. First of all, because I think all guys go for the physical first, um, and then she's. They're probably thinking whether or not she, you know, is ambitious or like you know, it has something going for her. It doesn't necessarily have to be a job, but just the phrase is usually like, she has something going for her. They don't want to bum. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say the next thing is like, um, it depends on what the guy likes. So if she, it's probably gonna be cooking, like, honestly, <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think a lot of guys are gonna think of a wife and not think of cooking and cleaning. Like, I really don't. I feel like as much as we're in the 21st century, I feel like that's still the top of guys list or on their mind. Like, okay, can she cook though? You know, they're as much oh, as we love our man. chicken and our shrimp Alfredo, you know, I see nothing wrong with some chicken Alfredo, but if you can cook more than that, Oh, you wifey material. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of, you know, what the culture consists of. And then someone who's just fun. I feel like, you know, fun to be around and that can be translated in a bunch of different ways. It can be um, fun behind closed doors. It can be fun in the streets. It can be fun at events or like loves making them laugh. Like, I feel like that entails a lot of different things, but someone who is fun in general. So I think those are the, like the main points aside from BA's like super serious and I emotional emotionally available i mean i guess that can also be added to the list i'm done, I'm done with those i'm done with those deep questions <laughs> hey listen it was just a question that's all it was just a question. but um i think when a guy says that i think those are the main things that he's thinking of okay 
Yeah, uh, man, I want, I want to, I want to get her out of this shit. I'm not getting. I want more authenticity. You want more want, out of me? I want her. I want her to piss somebody somewhere off. She ain't gonna make everybody happy with these. These answers are making me very happy, and it's probably making everybody happy that's listening to it. I want, I want to hear the deep. I feel question like every girl can't cook. Okay, I mean, no, they can't. That's a fact. I feel like every girl can't cook. I mean, shoot, if I was a guy, I would want a girl who's like me. And that's facts. Like, I will want a girl who has, you know, a good head on her shoulders, like, can cook, can, is financially stable, well-traveled, whole Christian, you know. Yo, you see the Negro? You see the little Negro I, that she's doing I'm each one of all the, things, all the qualities that I have, and, like, that's why I think I'm wifey material, and I feel like those are the qualities that, like, guys should want in a wife. But that's not always the case. So that's what I'm saying. It's like very subjective. Like some guys probably don't care about like half those things. Like they're just worried about X, Y, and Z. Like, and that's it. So, you know, I'm, I'm very petite. Like I might not be wifey material because I don't have a fat ass. Like, and that's fine. But to some guy, it's probably not like, oh yeah, she's straight. But, you but know, the you're looking at the physical first. So yeah. I probably like, I'm not wifey material to a lot of guys, but to some, I may be. So it's hard to kind of like yeah. give you the dirt on such a subjective topic, you know? Um, but I can only talk about why I think I am and I what I think makes someone a right. little. You can only speak from your experience. That's true. That's true. So would you say like wifey material is like more of a mindset or is it like a physical thing? Like, you, I mean, obviously you're very successful and what you're doing, but if a woman is not all of those things, would you consider, I mean, to somebody, she is considered wife material. Yes, we've established that. But would you consider that wife material? I mean, given where you are now, like, is it like a physical thing or is it like a mental thing? Okay. Both. Like, it has. Oh, I would say both too. Like, it's just, it's just like, as a man, like, you're going to approach a woman because of her physical appearance, like, straight up. Like, that's going to be the first thing that attracts you to her. If it turns out she has, like, the mindset of a wife, like, that's just a plus. Because I feel like a lot of the time, in my situation personally, like, I was not looking for wifey material when I found um, my girlfriend now. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, she cute. Like, well, let's see what happens. But it comes to find out as, as it unfolded, as I talked to her more, it was just kind of like, Oh, like no, I'm not just attracted to you. I'm attracted to your mind, right? So it's just it's just a little bit different. Like it has to be a combination of both. It can't be either or. But nine times out of ten, I feel like a man is going to approach a woman because of her physical appearance. And, and then I, exactly I, you know, if you, you get what? <laughs> what happened? No, I said, and that's exactly what I said. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and. Um, after that, like everything else is a plus. Like if you look good and you got like the mindset, now it's up to me to figure out like, oh, am I going to take this serious or am I going to play around with it? I agree. I agree. I mean, so, so I mean, Jenna, like we talked about the wifey material. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit. Like this is, this is, this is one of the main reasons that like, I'm, this is one of the main reasons we wanted a woman on as like a guest for the show. So like we talked about wifey material and how important that is and your thoughts and it's very subjective. Yeah, like definitely understand that. So 
I don't know. What about men? What would you consider hubby material, husband material, whatever the, the proper way to say that is? Also, talk about your evolution of your perception of what hubby material is. Mm. I'm going to get real candid with this one. Um, so I would say beginning-wise, you know, at, in the start of my dating realm i guess or hood niggas <laughs> no what... i've dated i've dated some of everybody okay. i've dated some of everybody um whether i've been in an inter interracial relationship i've dated you know everything from someone who's shorter than me to six foot whatever like i've dated all times like hispanic you know indian african like i've dated everybody and what I usually look for is personality off the, off the jump. Like, if you can hold a conversation with me, I'm going to be attracted to you. Um, Wait, that's what you look for first? Mm, I wouldn't say first. Like, I have to be attracted to you in some sense. But sometimes personality may outshine looks if you're not necessarily, like, my type because I don't really have a type. Mm. Um, so I'm really looking at someone who engages with me in a different sense or makes me feel some type of way like when I'm talking to them like it's mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to explain but I feel like someone out there knows what I'm talking about um but I think before I was looking for someone who came from a very cookie cutter type of family like myself um you know my parents they've been together for like 30 years um uh, 30 plus years like going on 35 and I just always felt like that was so necessary. And while it's super important because you know what a healthy relationship looks like, I realized that like you can have that and still be trash. So it doesn't really matter in a sense. Like it, it matters where you come from, but it matters more about where you're going. So um, that's kind of what I learned in my evolution. Now, um, while looking for a husband material, I really just look for someone who has common interests. I love to travel. I'm not a picky eater. Um, and I love food a lot. Um, I love to cook. And I kind of am looking for someone who can be like a partner in that. Like, I don't want someone who's never been, you know, like anywhere and doesn't plan on going anywhere. It can be like you're now oh, yeah. in travel now, like, but you haven't had the opportunity, but like, oh, we going places together, like for sure. <laughs> um, and then I really enjoy food and I feel like that's like such a common way to bond, like traveling and trying different things is like so dope to me. So that's kind of like what I'm looking for in that sense as well. Um, and then educated, you know, um, I, I come from a family like who's very educated or who values education. Um, and so I definitely want someone who sees the importance in education. I don't have a double degree, but you know, I don't necessarily need one, but I have a degree and I feel like a degree is very important. Um, and there's just certain things that you learn from going to school, like through life experience that you can't necessarily be taught if you don't have that experience um so that's one thing that i definitely look for in a man um and then financially just comfortable like not necessarily balling um but definitely someone who can see their future in terms of what that looks like i i just don't want anyone who is just complacent um mm -hmm. 
I need someone because I'm so ambitious. I know what my five-year plan is for my company. I know what my 10-year plan is for my company. So I need someone who knows what they want in that capacity in five to 10 years or knows that they want more at least. Like just someone who's not comfortable with where they're at. Um, unless they're already making six figs, then you can be as comfortable as you, as you want. But at the end of the day, um, if you aren't, I, I would want you to want more and strive for more because I'm doing the same. Um, and then in terms of being emotionally available, I think that's very important. A lot of guys, you know, they're so stuck in trying to like be out in these streets and being for everybody and entertaining X, Y, and Z and all these girls because they can. At the end of the day, you're probably going to get tired of that or you probably won't. But if you're not tired of it, you're not the guy for me and you're not husband material. But if you feel like, you know, you want to settle down and you want that, you know, partnership with someone at the end of the day, then that is what I feel like qualifies you as being husband material. Someone who's tired of being in the streets, like period. So sometimes, sometimes like certain women come in and like change that. Like sometimes the streets love me and I love the streets. And then you you meet somebody. You're absolutely correct. But you have to be ready to kind of make that change, I guess, you know, in the words Mm -hmm. of Michael Jackson. Because my dad, we had a candid conversation and he told me straight up, he was a bachelor and was not planning on wifing anybody until he met my mom. So I definitely agree with you, Christian, in that capacity that, you know, sometimes you're in the streets and you don't expect to find anyone new, but be willing to listen to your gut telling you like, ah, nah, like you need to hold on to that. Like, don't push that away if you are having that feeling that you know you've met someone um and then from the religious standpoint i definitely want someone who's like equally yoked um in faith and you know to some people it's probably not important but for me like finding someone who does have that equal or willing to at least grow in that capacity then like that's what i'm looking for for sure so i got a question for you so you've listed you made this elaborate list and thank you for sharing right? So have you had to lower your standards when you've been out here dating when it comes Ooh. to men? Damn, that's a good ass question. Um I know I have. <laughs> not really, you know, like because I feel like because we're in New York, a lot of people already kind of have that ambitious mindset because you can't really be a bum and survive New York. I mean, you can, but it's really hard. I'm about to say, I know some bums that's surviving, barely. I don't know. I mean, I, I have had to lower my standards in some capacities, but not in a lot. Um, I think the hardest thing that I've actually struggled with is trying to find someone who's kind of on the same playing field in terms of faith. Um, mm. But in terms of, you know, being ambitious or being educated, um, I think the guys that I've entertained and given a chance, they've had those qualities. Now, dating apps, like most of the guys I come across on dating apps are not it. Like they don't meet half of those qualities. So <laughs> I can, yeah, it's it's definitely hard. Oh my God, um, but so I'd rather be chilling and you know instead of giving someone my time that i feel like it's not really worth it you know i'd be um 
and I'll go ahead and say this because y'all, both of y'all, since y'all was in unison with the, the whole faith, uh, you know, aspect of the wifey and, and husband material, I actually didn't mention that. Um, and that is important. I, I like what I like what B.A. said where he was like, um, sometimes women like help that. Like they kind of influence that a little bit more because not it's not like necessarily I don't believe in God and I'm not like a Christian and all that, but I'm not going to lie. Like I've definitely changed a lot since back in them, them high school days when my mom made sure we was in like the first people in church and the last people to leave. Like since I moved to New York and kind of been doing my own thing, hell, before New York college, like even when I moved like out of state or out of the city that I was in to go to college, like I wasn't really going to church like that. But I mean, that is important to me. And like, I definitely feel like the woman um, in my life could influence that. And like, I would want to do those things more if she kind of influenced that. Not saying that that's her responsibility that she has to do that. But I know for me, that would help me probably grow, you know, stronger in my faith and my walk like that. And also, and this is a lot of stuff I had bottled up. I just had to get it out because I wanted to get all y'all pieces out. You kind of remind me a little bit of, uh, have you seen Think Like a Man? Yeah. You remember Taraji P. Henson in that movie? But she was yeah. like this, this woman that had it all figured out. Like she was on top of her shit. And like, it almost fucked up in her relationship because she was doing her thing so much. So is that like anybody that re really wasn't at her level or like close to it, like she really not didn't take them seriously, but it was just like, she wasn't really like fucking with them like she that. She blocked her blessing. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, would that would that intimidate you if, like, you were the breadwinner in, like, the relationship, your husband material? Like, he was everything you said, but you would, I mean, obviously, you're a very ambitious person. And this man that you might be into might not be, you know, making these six figs, as you call it, or whatever. Like, now what? You know what I mean? What are we going to do now? I mean, I definitely have had experiences where... I've dated the guy. So remember also in the movie, she, the guy who had the six figs and everything that she thought she wanted, she went on a date with and it was like yeah. that, like it was whatever. I, I definitely have had like those kind of experiences too, where I've met, you know, a guy who is, you know, had it every pet, everything going on, but like, wasn't necessarily feeding my spirit, like wasn't giving me what I needed on that emotional or personal level, because of whatever emotional baggage or whatever blockage there was with him not being able to open up to me. And for me, I was like, okay, well, I don't see this going anywhere if you can't, you know, get past that or let me in in some kind of way. Um, and then I've had other, you know, not even relationships, but just met other guys who have definitely appealed to me more because of the personality and because of the emotional level and the intellect and the conversation. And I was like, I could definitely spend more time with you and kind of get over that as long as we're good and, you know, we can be comfortable. I feel like that's what's important. Cool, man. I don't know, B.A., do you have anything else that you want to throw at her or, like, how you feeling? Um, I just think that uh, you're an alpha female. Like, it's just like you have a certain standard and unless if a person falls short of that, like you're not going to tolerate it. And, you know, I think that you should keep that same energy a hundred percent. Like it's not hard to find, it is hard to find a man that can, that can match your energy. I think just period because you're in New York city and a lot of other factors, but I think that what you have going on and what you're looking for 
um, I think that you can definitely find that because you just, you remind me a lot of my girlfriend. So it's just like, I think that it's definitely a dude out there for you 100%. It's just about, you know, him making the decision to say like, yeah, I'm gonna take you serious. Because yeah. independence can also be intimidating to a lot of men. Very, so, yeah. Man, this episode was really crazy, man. Like, I expected some of the answers from you, but some of them I did not expect. Some of them kind of caught me off guard a little bit, which is why I asked, like, a little bit different questions. So, um, again, man, just I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today, kind of sharing some uh, perspective with us on this topic. I feel like this answer that we got from you, we would have gotten something completely different from somebody else, just because this topic is very subjective. Like, no two people are going to have the same thing. They might have very similar views, but it's always going to be one or two things that change. I feel like you're somebody that's really well put together and you probably, you know, have, you know, personally the stuff together that you need to have. And so now like finding that person that can complete you, that's a whole different, like, that's a whole different ball game right there. Like when he get it though. When he get it, when he finds you, that's going to be a lucky man. A hundred percent made woman out here. Like, <laughs> it's definitely, Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Most definitely, most definitely. But it's it's been a complete pleasure just kind of having you on, kind of just to chat with us a little bit here in this uh this quarantine. But anyway, well, let's go ahead and close. Thank you guys for having me so much. Um, I like I said, I know this is y'all's baby. I know what that all means and how that feels to bring someone new into your space. And so, I just thank you so much for just having me as a guest. Um on the podcast and so it's just an honor to be here and like share my thoughts with you guys i love 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 what you guys are doing and i know it's gonna blossom into something great oh thank you, you can believe that that is a fact that is definitely a fact did you want to drop your information like what yeah come on oh, let's get some tags yes. let's get some oh instagram handles let's get all of that okay so my instagram and twitter handle is at miss M-S, not M-I-S-S, but M-S, Jana, J-A-N-N-A, Yvonne, Y-V-O-N-N-E. Um, and then you can also see my website in the link in my bio. It's janayvonne.com. And then uh, my company page is Jana Yvonne LLC. Cool, cool. M-I-S-S since like 06. Like it was, that was what the hood rats used to put in their little like names on Facebook. I haven't seen that since 06, but heard you, heard you. Yeah, we funny as hell, bro. But hey, once again, this is Storm Batiste. And this is VA. And this is another episode of Made Man Podcast. Bringing you everything that we think every man should know, no matter if you're white, black. Skinny or fat. These are the facts. Facts. And everything. Everything every man of the 21st century should know about savings, investment, dating, and everything else in between. If you enjoyed the podcast, y'all know what to do.